You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to Pain.tv slash Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. Let me take a look at this quickly. All right, because this is uh, quite important, folks. So we're still on this document. We're looking at the executive summary. It says right here, with the signing by the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, that's HKMA, and the Bank of Thailand, BOT, of a joint memorandum of understanding, the MOU, in May 2019, Project Inthanon Lion Rock embarked on the first common platform for multiple CBDC settlement, corresponding to a Bank for International Settlements Model 3 arrangement based on a single multi-currency system. Project Inthanon Lion Rock Phase 1 achieved a proof of concept, the POC, single platform built by R3 on Corda. Now, that's very important. R3 on Corda is going to come back up. R3 on Corda. I'm just writing that down. C-O-R-D-A. That's going to come back up because they're involved with the test pilot going on in the United States right now, folks. I found that information, and I will show it to you. So this proof of concept single platform built by R3 on Corda, designed to allow the participants of each network to conduct fund transfers and foreign exchange transactions on a peer-to-peer basis, thus reducing settlement layers. The platform also aimed to enhance banks' foreign currency liquidity management by adopting a multiple currency liquidity saving mechanism and incorporated streamlined compliance with local regulations. The findings of Phase 1 were published in January 2020. Now, again, folks... I'm not going to go through all of this on today's show because it is 72 pages and I have not had a chance to review the entire document yet. I like to do that so that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm flipping through this right now for the video audience so they can see how lengthy this document is i mean look right here folks project overview background they've got all these uh, charts these graphs these uh, models that are built here how the money flow works how the whole system works they've got these graph charts i mean all types of stuff included inside here and i'm sure we could find all types of wonderful crumbs uh, inside of this document, folks. So again, this is to show you that Bank for International Settlements is running these cross-border pilots. You have consensus involved. You have Ethereum involved. And we know that this R3 on Corda is involved. All right, let me just throw this in here. Quick side note before we get into the U.S. pilot program, which is what I'm going to focus on 
today and then tomorrow we're going to get into consensus and what they're actually doing before we move forward into the panel discussions from the world economic forum international monetary fund united nations uh and uh bank for international settlements because we're going to get into all of that stuff by the end of this mini series here on cbdc i think you're going to have a solid understanding of how this whole thing works sort of understand the technology from a layman's perspective i mean we're obviously not going to become experts in this there are engineers working on this that don't even know how the hell the whole system works that's the point but you're going to have an understanding and hopefully we'll be able to figure out when we can start to see a major push for this uh, right here in the United States so that you can figure out how you want to move your money around and maybe try to insulate it. Maybe it's time to take some of that cash you're sitting on and go buy a piece of property. Or maybe it's time to go buy 6,000 cases of bottled water and store them in your garage. I don't know. There's probably better things you could be doing than just sitting there hoping this isn't going to happen. Look, when COVID land, the high school theater production kicked off, these guys told us we were in our new normal. Not only that, every time you walked into the grocery store, uh, most people heard these creepy recordings. I mean, I was shopping in and out of Publix, which is a about a 1,200-store chain based out of Florida. Really nice store, really clean and everything. Actually, my uh, ex-stepson worked at Publix in high school, and I would go in there during COVID land, and they would have this creepy recording playing over the loudspeaker. It sounded like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. And it'd be like, welcome to Publix. Please walk on the dotted lines. Please only walk in, up and down the aisles based on the direction arrows. When you get to the register, please stand behind the plexiglass sneeze guards ladies and gentlemen Publix will help you welcoming you into your new normal yeah so it's the new normal it's the great reset it's the build back better it's the false industrial revolution that's what we're in this is the merger of the physical biological and digital this particular thing the CBDC will merge the physical world with the digital world so it's here we just want to understand when it's actually going to be rolled out so we can try to work around it all right let me mention this to you we talked about the programmable currency and so i was doing a bunch of research on this all right now what they're talking about internally uh this term programmable can be used uh, in sort of a very broad uh, spectrum. So it's programmable in the sense that this money uh, works on the wholesale side. So on the wholesale side, we'll go into depth on this as well, but on the wholesale side, this is basically transfers of money between major banking institutions. And then on the retail side, you're going to have the commercial banks all the way down to us, the uh, consumers, and then all of the merchants, the stores. And so they can program program this currency for a variety of reasons one of which as we talked about yesterday the most dangerous for you and i is that when they send you the money the money could be marked for programmed for only being able to spend it in certain stores you know with certain merchants on certain items it could prevent you from traveling to certain places uh, how long you could travel based on how much fuel it lets you buy so it will be programmed down to that level and also what happens that's a little bit different than the current monetary system 
let's say in your checking account or your savings account, let's just say your checking account, let's say every week you have your uh, paycheck be direct deposited into your checking account. All right, let's just say that's $1,200. Say $1,200 every week, every Friday goes into your checking account. Let's say you run a little, I don't know, an eBay business or a Facebook marketplace business or you sell firewood or something on the side. So let's say you've got another $400 a week coming in via Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. You take money that way and then it goes into your checking account. So every week now you have $1,600 going into your checking account. Some came from firewood sales from Venmo, some came from your Etsy store, uh, that type of thing. So you've got money coming from different places. And then, I don't know, you went out and bought groceries, you split it with your wife, she sends you 75 bucks on Venmo, and you move that in your account. Well, here's the thing. When all that money's sitting in your account, so say now you have a floating, um, you know, average of, I don't know, $3,000 sitting in your checking account at any given time because you're using that to pay bills, buy groceries, or whatever. Well, that's that's just like a lump sum. It's not tracked. Uh, when you get that money and you actually spend that money, it's not saying like that $5 you just spent on, I don't know, um, a candy bar came out of the money that was wired to you from Venmo from the sale of the firewood, right? It's not marked that way. Well, in this programmable model, it actually can be marked that way. So if you have CBDC that's transferred to you from, let's say, the government for your social security money. So say you get $1,000 a month for social security. That CBDC shows up in your bank account Right. And then let's say you get, I don't know, $300 a month from some uh, annuity that you have in the form of CBDC. And that goes into your checking account. And then at this point, your wife wires you 75 CBDC tokens for half the groceries you spent. Well, all of this money going into your wallet, your government Uncle Sam crypto CBDC wallet, uh, let's say there's a balance of 3,000 CBDC crypto tokens sitting there in your wallet. All of those tokens are actually marked and tracked. So now when you go to spend, all right, dollars out of your current checking account, you can spend that on whatever you want. Well, in this case, there may be 3,000 CBDC tokens sitting in your government crypto wallet, right? Uh, a thousand of which was social security, 75 from your wife, 500 from your Etsy account. Well, each of those actually could be programmed in different ways. So you might be able to buy a candy bar with the CBDC that your ma uh, wife sent you, but not with the CBDC that the government sent you. And at the same time, all the spending is being tracked onto this digital ledger. Everything you're buying is tracked and all of the individual CBDC tokens are tagged. They're all traced. So imagine going into a grocery store with $1,000 cash in your pocket. Let's say $1,001 bills. And all those, the, the, the total of those came from 20 different sources. Let's say there's $50 from 20 different sources. Imagine going up to the register and pulling out your money and trying to buy a candy bar for $5. And the cashier says, I'm sorry, we can't take that. That's from your social security money. And then you have to sit there and keep flipping through until you get to the money you're 
allowed to use to buy candy bars. Now, I mean, that is how detailed this system goes. That's the programmable, the trackable element of central bank digital currency. So the coins themselves, each one individually has a life of its own, folks. Does that not sound Orwellian to you? Is this not dystopian? But the issue is that it is coming. All right. In my mind, short of the satellites blowing up that connects everything or the Internet shutting down or the electricity grid being blown up, short of any of that happening, this is inevitable. I mean, you see the documents. I'm going to show you these white papers. I'm going to show you what's actually happening right now. Is anyone fighting back against it? I mean, short of you and I, or me exposing it, telling you, you're telling your friends, we're not really fighting against it. So I hate to sound dark, but it sounds inevitable to me. So I'd at least like to read the instruction manual. 99.999% of people won't do that. At least we're going to have a solid understanding of how this stuff works what the rules of the system are i want to know because if i have to end up being inside this system the more i understand this system the more i'll be able to do black market bartering or trading outside that system but if i don't understand this system there's no way i'm going to be able to work on the outside of it folks that's why we are going into depth on this this should not be boring to you this should this is think of it like this you're going on vacation to another country or you're going over to another country to work on a consulting contract do you not want to understand the laws of that country so that when you get there you don't find yourself locked up in a prison cell for jaywalking because you didn't know that they had a law that puts you in prison for nine years for jaywalking or like that kid when i was growing up they caned him i forgot what country that was because he spray painted a car he was brought out in the public square and caned well we are moving into a new system we are under the technocracy with just the mere illusion of a constitutional republic. And if this is the system we are moving into, then I damn well want to understand the rule book. All right, I want to understand that so this way I don't get myself into trouble and I could figure out how to skirt the system. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, we are learning how to navigate the matrix. I am giving you the keys to the matrix, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm not looking forward to this, folks. Uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is horrible. 
But uh, it's quite interesting to figure out how this whole thing is going to work. And I know personally, uh, putting my head in the sand and pretending this does not exist is not the answer. It is not the solution. Uh, Figuring out what's coming and figuring out how to be able to navigate it and to be able to avoid it when possible, to me, is the smart thing to do. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm preparing for the worst. And I think it is my duty with my skill set to be able to uh, analyze this type of information and explain it to you in layman's terms. It's my duty to put my skill set to work uh, for the good of humanity. Uh, At the end of the day, I am on the side of humanity, and this is a war on humanity. They are driving us into a complete and total slave state, and many people are probably going to be turned into weirdo cyborgs with brain chips in their heads. We've talked about that extensively on the Dust and Gold Standard. But for now, uh, we just have to understand what's coming and try to figure out when it's going to be here and start to prepare uh, for this coming digital plantation that we're being moved into all right folks it says right here again i'm just going to refresh you before we move into the rln network this is the article i just had up from decrypt.co u.s banks launch a digital dollar blockchain pilot so we know bank for international settlements is running their pilots now the u.s is currently running a pilot this article is from two weeks ago november 16th and just uh refresher real quick here a group of banking institutions including hbsc mastercard and wells fargo announced on tuesday the launch of a proof of proof of concept digital money platform called the regulated liability network that's rln and so this is what we're going to be looking at uh right now ladies and gentlemen so I am over at blog.digitalasset.com, and this is an article called The Regulated Liability Network, a Critical Step in the Evolution of CBDC. And this is very important uh, because we're going to go through what the United States is doing right now. I think I should be able to wrap this up today so tomorrow we can get into consensus which we now know is involved with the test that the bank for international settlements just ran and again consensus is important because it links back to peter thiel and peter thiel is someone we've covered here extensively the guy is a major government contractor takes money from the cia all these other government departments his software uh palantir as well as many of his other softwares are embedded into almost every government agency he does military contracting he is a devout transhumanist has funded the singularity movement going back to 2006 that is the merger of man and machine he is involved with technocracy covid tracking everything else this guy said straight up that christianity and transhumanism are basically the same thing because they both offer eternal life so you know where he is coming from he has said that singularity the merger of man and machine will either bring a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that ends the world so you know who peter thiel is and when i find him behind the curtain i have to expose these projects i think he's one of the most dangerous government oligarchs around today all right it says right here this article was written by darko 
Pilav, and it said, editors note, Darko Pilav is Digital Assets Director of CBDC and Payments Technology. So I'm going to start with this article because there's some more in-depth stuff on this uh, RLN network that we're going to get into, but I think this explains it uh, in closest to layman's terms as possible. So we're going to start here. It says central bank digital currency is entering a new stage of maturity with the majority of central banks exploring and testing its potential. Major global institutions, including the Bank of International Settlements and the International Monetary Fund, as well as agencies of the United Nations, have dedicated teams researching solutions to achieve faster, cheaper, and more transparent forms of payment and currency. It's all because they love you, ladies and gentlemen. The bankers love you. But with exception of... Uh, But with exception of that of China, central banks will have a number of choices to make concerning CBDC design and technology, as well as policy and legal questions to resolve before they make digital currency available to users. While there are many more steps to take on the journey to CBDC, the conversation is expanding and now includes substantive industry discussion in the regulated private sector. It says, what is the regulated liability network? All right, this is important because this is what the United States is running right now. It says, in parallel with the evaluation of CBDC by various central banks, a number of commercial banks and payment service providers have proposed a regulated liability network called an RLN that could capture and catalyze some of the promises of digital currency today using current rules, regulations, and arrangements. This plan leverages existing public sector arrangements for regulated payment networks in place between central and commercial banks. But it improves on these arrangements to capture some of the key attributes of CBDC. It all sounds so fun, folks. This is what happens when you're living inside of a technocracy. Instead of us trading seashells back and forth, we have to live inside of this technocratic monetary system they're building as if it was not complex enough it says the rln founders recognize that mainstream financial institutions all operate on clear but distinct rule books there are rules for central banks other rules for commercial banks and still others for payment processors the liabilities of these institutions reflect the varying risk factors. As a liability of a central bank, cash carries almost no risk. Similarly, cash-based transactions are also riskless. When a consumer pays for a product with cash, the transaction is immediate and final, right? So when you walk into the grocery store with a pocket full of fiat paper money and you pay that grocery store, $112.42 with a $100 bill, a $10 bill, two single dollar bills, a dime and two pennies, the deal is done, right? You walk out the door, it's done. They don't have to worry about the money coming in from your debit card or the money coming in from your credit card, not balancing cash. It is done, right? Done deal. 
It says commercial banks must manage a variety of risk factors, including the liability associated with bank deposits and the need to hold reserves against them. Regulatory compliance, including KYC, that's know your customer requirements, and the need to remain competitive with related banking services. Traditional banking payments and transfers are not as riskless or as quick as cash or merging peer-to-peer payment and transfer structures. E-money transactions still rely on traditional bank payment rails, and international transactions take several days to be final as credit risk is checked and regulatory compliance is uh, is performed. So what they're doing here is they're going to make the case for central bank digital currency because it's a digital form of cash. That's what they're saying. That's what they're going to promote this as. It says, as proposed by the team behind the initiative, the RLN could play a major role in de-risking and accelerating commercial bank payments. Citi's concept paper demonstrates how RLN would connect the liabilities of all mainstream finance players involved in transactions. One of the most important elements of this plan is that it does not require new rules or functionality for any of the actors in the payment process. The legal certainty around the payment system and liabilities is maintained. Only the technology changes, but that does change many aspects. All right, I hope you are grasping this, folks, because this is the new monetary system we are quickly moving into. It says, with central banks, commercial banks, and payment processors all sharing a technology framework to conduct business, the time to finalize transactions and the risk factors involved in payments could be significantly minimized. Quote, to further increase the system's efficiency, all financial claims, including claims on volatility, will be in book entry form, and ownership of all these claims will be transferable instantly anywhere around the globe via 24-hour multi-currency payment systems. Settlement risk will be eliminated, and with it a major bottleneck to transaction flows. This has enormous implications for releasing capital and lowering transaction costs. End quote. This is Charles Sanford in 1994. It says right here, the current state of the regulated liability network, the RLN effectively replicates the existing two-tiered banking system with the creation of a network that supports a common way to represent the liabilities of different regulated institutions. So we have a little chart here. It says commercial banks leverage their balance sheet to issue commercial bank money on the RLN. Uh, Number two is the digital representations of these funds are managed by the issuing entity, meaning the central bank manages its liabilities in central bank money, and each commercial bank manages the commercial bank money they have issued. And number three, the different issuances of commercial bank money are fungible, making transfers between the banks straightforward. To achieve this, every business ledger would need to be updated. Those of the originating bank, the central bank, and the recipient bank. It's the different ledgers are interoperable. The updates can be linked and synchronized into one 
transaction. All right. So what we're doing here is we're just going through what this RLN is and why this is important and why I'm going to spend the time on this, folks, is because this is what they are actually testing right now. Okay, this is what 12 of those major financial institutions are testing as we speak. And we're going to see in a moment this company, R3 Encorda, which is involved with the Bank for International Settlements test a few months ago, is actually also involved with this RLN test that's going on. And so I want to go through the various uh, uh, documents and players behind RLN. I'm not going to go super deep. We're just going to spend a couple of seconds on this so that you have an understanding of what they're actually doing here in the United States. So when people tell you this isn't coming or this is crazy, digital money, that's so fake. You know, for years there were people warning about this and there were the detractors that would say, you're crazy. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. Well, it is happening. All right. It is happening. It is happening now. And all the major players are on board. All hands are on deck. Ladies and gentlemen, my hands are off deck. I'm going on break. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 